0: Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. With me today is Suzanne Stolte. I got it right, yeah? yes got it right Hayes. i hate when i get people's not i could practice it and still get it wrong and we were both in hello hollywood hello but at very different times and i didn't realize so you were sue hayes or sue sue hayes back in the day no no
1: no sue Hayne, h-a-i-n sue Hayne. sue Hayne. okay that okay your
0: name has come up finally <laughs> putting it together same person all our married names and uh,
1: married, maiden names confuse people So what year were you actually in? Hello, Hollywood. Hello. You know what? I didn't do my research enough to remember because as we get older, we forget these dates, Sherry.
0: Oh, no, I have to. I have to go back to I graduated 78 and then I have to work from my graduation to my
1: children's birth and figure out everything in between. I'm the same as you. So 78, graduated high school, went to Cal State Fullerton, um, had my family, had a business up in Reno, um, and it was a pizza place, by the way, which is still there, JJ's Pie Company. And my sister said, you're, you, know, I, you know, you're taking dance classes. Why don't you come do a show? And I remember never because it was topless. And I go and I thought everything was topless. So she goes, no, you have to come see this show. And I think they're having auditions. And I, I'm pretty sure that had to be 80, 81. Okay. Um, so, I was
0: there 80. So maybe we did overlap.
1: I don't know. Who knows? Who
0: knows? It was uh, such a big cast. We just <laughs> joke about it. Were you a Bluebell?
1: I was. Um, and, and I mean, you just have to. People know me. I'm people that know me now, too. I just I can blab and blab. So you need to let me know if let me tell you how it happened. Um, we're going to get there. We're going to okay. get there. <laughs> I, was, I was a Bluebell left and then came back and finished the show, Sherry. Um, and ended the show and as a swing um, for everything not not just tall nudes but I came back as a as a swing to uh, because Jilly was Jillian was the best of the best so she said okay lovey I have a place for you but you have to learn every part tall nude everything I go I'm ready
0: oh my gosh was that including pony too um yeah I did really oh my gosh that's a that takes a certain brain I always yeah. say I'm admiring more and more when I list people yeah. that is swing of <laughs> reversing. And it is a totally different world. It's like going from Reno to, I don't know, San Francisco, the other yeah. side of that stage feels like yeah. forever away. So it's like, it's the same show, like, wait, what happens over here yeah. where you preset and all that stuff? It feels like you just crossed the state border to get to the other side of the stage because it was agree. so big and you would not see people or you'd run into someone and realize you're in the show with them and go, how if I've never seen you before? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so
1: where where did you grow up? I grew up in a a place called Whittier, California, um, which Southern California, and and it really wasn't a great, you know, I went to smart school of dance. So uh, that's what it was called. Yeah, that's what it was called. And it was just smart, and it was in Whittier and it was just, it was my love. It became my life. I mean, it was there 24 seven. So I didn't have all the big, you know, I would go down to LA and do Stephen Pack and do classes, master classes. I was never a great dancer, Sherry, but I was really good. um, Technically, I mean, my body was, it, it fit the dance world. I just took a long time to get through, you know, floor routines um, but I took, I remember coming into Hello Hollywood and my Rita, Rita had said, my manager said, you have eight years of Hawaiian dancing. I go, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and so that was, that was part of kind of the, the start of Sue Hain being, can she really do this? So, yes.
0: Were you just doing it for fun or was it because some people's therapy, something was, just, you know, that's your community. Also, some of us dancers, our only life was.
1: Or you know dance what I, thought, I, I really thought because I was I was good I was always really good um and I was also I thought it was going to be like a famous model I was always always nice looking um and felt you know and tall uh, but not tall enough to be a ballerina um and I just thought you know my mission when I was younger that you know what I'm gonna I'm going to get to Italy that was my goal um and become a famous model um I think back then it was like It was even like fair Fawcett look wise until I realized, but yeah, that was my mission and my goal was to really, really dance and, and travel the world. I mean, I have my, I still have my journal, travel the world and, and model. And that was, that's what I wanted to do.
0: Have you ever gone back and read your journal,
1: like your high school journal? Oh my gosh. It makes me laugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's what's in there? I mean, that's, I think there's a show called Mortify, which I would love to do with Bluebells. Because it's like there's a few dancers I have a couple in their 80s that have their book it was based on what they wrote in their journals and yeah. their letters they wrote home and we we are living this world as adults but we're really seriously just teenagers in some ways of just you you launch out you're doing this but I would love to get a hold of, of people's journals of what, what they were thinking did
1: you write when you were in the show um no I think I stopped um, but but I, what I remember is um by writing, when I had done that, when when you hit the ceiling, I think dancers, because a disciplined dancer really understood what your limitations were. Um, but as a young child, you're like, you know, you're dancing and you're free and you're doing what you do. I remember my journals always said, I'm going to hit, I'm going to be the biggest, best model ever, you know, when I would, would go back and then, you know, finally getting to Italy and going, you know what, I'm not, I kind of hit the, I hit the ceiling here, so I didn't quite make it, um, but I, but I was prepared for that, so journaling as a dancer, I think we all kind of did, because we had dreams of, of being something or someone, not necessarily dancing in a show, but um, we had dreams of being something spectacular, so yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I, I knew when I hit my ceiling where I, or where I, that was that was that was it I'm not going to be the next you know famous model I'm never going to be you know the the great dancer but I can be a part of the platform that gets part of the platform that that we all want to be a part of if that makes sense
0: that makes yeah that isn't that makes a lot of sense there's something that resonates when people sometimes say that when we were on stage it was our alter ego uh-huh you know, like we got to be someone else, but I really am talking to a lot of people. It feels like that was the real us, like to get to shine and be a, like, to be celebrated. Cause it feels like, oh, that's vanity or conceit. It's like, no, there's, that's a good desire. And so to want that is like, no, that's not my alter ego. That's me that finally gets to shine and not be told, Hey, shh, you know, calm that down. Don't be right. too much. And it's like, wait, we got to be all that with most beautiful spectacular costumes right to enhance it. The, so I'm just wondering how many of us, like, oh, this was me little that finally really got to have that chance to shine. But I think it's it's
1: the, the people, and that was the, the whole theme of this this podcast, or what I'd like to realize is that we were a family. So we supported each other. I remember going in and going, Sue, can you really do this? And I go, oh yes I can. Give me the give me the step. So I think um when when we talk about because i love what you do sherry i love the the idea of bringing bluebells and keeping them forever because it's it's something that we have to keep alive and then when you when you you know get picked because we did a lot of uh shows and things and and projects within hello hollywood which is a show i did um then all of a sudden you're like oh can she do this i don't know if she can and you go absolutely i can and you nail it you have the support of everyone around you so everyone's cheering and clapping and um and helping and that was really mm. important to us i know it was it was important oh
0: well just okay i'm just kind of pausing because that's really beautiful because it to get in the job you have to audition and like i did the cattle call of 300 i've heard some of them were more some of them were private auditions but we have the mindset as dancers that we have to compete against each other Yeah. So when you get in those shows and you go, oh, everybody made it. We're all equally talented. So there's no more feeling of competition because I think that's kind of how we are trained as dancers is to compete instead of like, I'm so happy for you that you got promoted, that you got to be principal or like, I feel like that's rare in the dance world to be, to actually feel that support.
1: I agree with you. But I think when you come from a small town like Whittier and it's a show that has topless people in it, you're you are being kind of shunned upon or looked down upon in your world where you grow up um this is like back in 70 you know back in the 70s and they're like you're going to be a topless dancer and i don't think people understood so to be able to come in to a show like hello hollywood and see the beauty and spectacular of it um i was shunned i remember Coming in, going, I didn't go topless at all, because there was no way, because I came from that background. You don't yeah. do that. Um, and I can get it on my merits, and that's where we all lifted each other up. But um, I think you're absolutely right in saying, you know, my my upbringing was, you know, it's something you do. I mean, i married to a man now from Iowa. I was a baseball coach. So it's kind of more of a, it was, you know, we were religious. We were Lutheran. We were Catholic. And then all of a sudden to think that you're going to be in a show like that, um, it, it it was a tough beginning for, I think, a lot of us.
0: Yeah. So when you went to visit your sister to dance, mm-hmm. did, did she have to convince you to go for that? Because even if you didn't think you'd go topless, there is that something if people back home find out or if my home studio finds out, sure. it's like yeah. either they don't know what it
1: is <coughs> or like you oh, sold I out. I remember opening the, the and Reno had the huge stage. So you'd walk in, go up the stairs and you'd look and see this. It's still the largest stage in the world, period. Mm -hmm. So you walk in and I'm like, holy, holy. I walk in and I see the show and I go, I didn't, I couldn't even see topless. I didn't see anything. I go, I want to be in that show. That thus the next day the auditions had come up and I remember, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I think I'm like five eleven, but literally I'm like five, eight. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going and, you know, auditioning and, you know, you had to do some numbers, which is okay. And I had, I was always very tan. So I had a nickname and they called me cottontail because I had a white butt. (laughs) That's cute. That's That's true. true. (laughs) So I'm like, how am I going to put a G string? I don't even know how to, to wear one. And so I remember putting it on, doing our, doing our audition and then Adrian, and I know God love him, rest his soul. We all love him so much. Um, I would, you know, stand up and he'd go, okay, you're in, but you um, are going to be a pony because I was short. I go, I am five ten and a half, and a half, Adrian. He goes, you are five, eight. If I think you are five, eight, (laughs) you are so not five ten, and you will have to be topless. And I go, okay, then I'm just going to leave. So I literally walked out of the audition. And then as I'm walking, Adrian goes, come back here. So I came back and he goes, okay, you can do a bluebell. Um, and so that's how that happened. And I became a bluebell from Adrian um, and everybody in the, in the audience, because I'm, I have long legs, short waist, but I just, I'm like, I'm not gonna go topless. This is not what I signed up for. Um, and so they gave me a bluebell position um, then, right then.
0: Was that, did you audition in front of the cast? Because I've heard yes. if you're coming in, the cast will watch kind of to see who's oh, yeah. coming in. Yeah. That seems more nerve wracking because I did a cattle call with 500, but I didn't, it wasn't people in the cast. Was, everybody's trying to get the job.
1: Yeah. That. So that, was that intimidating to have the dancers out there watching? Um, yes. But if you've never been on a large stage like that and the lights are, I mean, the lights were on. I mean, you're not looking out there. That's a huge stage. So I don't remember seen anything except um god was it winston whoever it was going step step you know doing giving us the bluebell, you know blue sleeves routine mm. um and all i'm thinking of is you better you better kick but you know i got this white butt so they're all going to be looking at me anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that until we tanned it until we can <laughs> <laughs> yeah really get back out in the sun
0: <laughs> okay this is a question not in any order because I remember going to, there's a lake over there. Can I remember one in Reno? Sometimes we go to Tahoe, we'd go to the lake, and we'd have to go. <coughs> we'd go to Because you'd Boca have to Dan. tan in your. Yeah, yeah, we'd
1: go to Boca Dam. we go to Pyramid Lake. Pyramid. you would pull the nude I mean, we need and we to we scandal would, somewhere, right? <laughs> right. And you can't, like,
0: because I was a tall nude, and you couldn't have tan lines. So we would just kind of find our part of the beach and right. wear a G-string. And it's so funny because some people would be naked, but the dancers still wear a G-string. Like, here we are with hardly anything on stage, but we're like, I'm not. I'm not taking everything off, but again, like those tan lines and also this come up, like getting sunburned and putting fishnets over a sunburned yeah. butt is really I was awful.
1: I yeah, I was I was pretty much always saying, all I remember from really laying that we would lay it out at pools like that. We took Reno by storm back in the day. You know, I know all the girls that come from England and, you know, they were, they were I mean, you would tan topless, but you wouldn't, I wouldn't perform topless. But, you know, I remember people, that i knew said Sue, you wear nothing but um on stage but you're always covered up when you go outside of you know outside <laughs> you know i had a we had a pizza place that's still there jj's and so ron had hired all the girls georgie and me and and tammy from israel and we were like we would work part-time during the day at the pizza place. So you don't think that was, that bar was filled. With <laughs> people coming. And Ron goes, can you wear something sexy? I go, no, I don't wear anything sexy. He goes, but you dance in a, in <laughs> a <laughs> and I go, I don't know what that means. So that was, that was kind of fun. That's too. so fun. I just remember after
0: I would have my ugly, I'd look at the pic, light blue terry cloth robe that <laughs> I would wear, have it by my priest. I would never walk after, you know, in between you know, like first act and second at backstage, yeah. I always wore my robe. And a lot of the girls just walk around topless. I always had my, and I was a tall nude. I was topless in the show, yeah. but I always covered. And oh, it was yeah. my very last show. It was one of the stage hands. They always say, take it off. And they would tease me because I'd wear my robe. Yeah. So my mer- very last show, I opened it and I shimmied across. And then I went <laughs> back and I, almost, I was beet red. I couldn't believe I did it. It's so funny because it doesn't match my character as far as modesty. Yeah. Now I'm, I'd be fine doing that, but it's yeah. such a weird contrast when you're on stage. It's not, it's very different than when you're at a beach oh, yeah. or backstage, it was just like, why it did that is. seem so different when you've got all the beautiful feathers and rhinestones and you're dancing exactly. and you don't even realize you're topless, but to be backstage was like, well, I'm putting a robe on. I'm not. It
1: truly was. I mean, I left Hello Hollywood as a bluebell, so nobody ever saw me topless unless they were at the lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rock slides or something. Don't even get me started on that. But I might. I to, remember getting a contract to South Africa and it was a principal role. And I go, I'll take it. Um, no one's going to see me in South Africa. So, and then was I was they would I was like nothing. I'm like, wow. I mean, if I can do it here in South Africa, and and when I remember coming back after I'd gone to Italy, I said, Julie, can I come back?" And she says, "Yeah, you're going to have to come back as a swing on everything, um, and tall nude." So I go, I got it. And so, and this is the theme of family again, Sherry. Is that I remember coming up over the grand staircase at the end for the first time back. And I'm, a, I'm top, now I'm at Tall Nude. So I had a big orange thing and I'm like, fudge, I got <laughs> this. Um, and then as I looked, because I, family is not just the dancers but it's the stagehands, the crew, yeah. the audience, everything. I remember coming up and they were just waiting to see Sue take off her top and I'm like, oh, all right, we got this. I mean, yeah, there were rhinestones, but I walked with pride and I looked and they were oh like cheering from the sidelines and I'm like, okay, I got but this. You- I got this. Wow.
0: Okay. So I'm, I want to kind of figure out your timeline. Cause you did hello, Hollywood. Hello. After a couple years out of high school, did Italy, did you leave for
1: any reason to go pursue modeling or what is Italy? The next thing you did. Um, I think that, um, I went two years to Cal State Fullerton taking the dance program there after high school, 78, 79, 80. Okay. Um, and was going to finish. And I was really active within that, <coughs> but the show had come up. So that had to have been 81, 82. I just, I'm sorry. I can't remember. I only did a six month contract. Then I did a specialty act within that show. Hello, Hollywood. That's why it's so funny. Cause I think I was there forever. You know we had softball i just got a picture because it's my birthday tomorrow happy birthday to me happy birthday Thank you. <laughs> just got a picture from greg hoff who is diane guest, um, yeah and who had sent a picture and he's always brilliant and getting us all um just back and connected um where we played paul revere and the raiders and um you know i was i was picked a lot i did business theater i did a lot of um i was Chosen a lot. Macho, Camacho, Macho. We did a commercial. I did, you know, I was with Narvel and Michael Shepard and we traveled for business theater all over. And this is only in a short year and a half. And then six months of that, I literally did a, the Crossbow Act with Hansa Marie. And then I auditioned for South Africa. And that's when I went to South Africa um and then coming and then from south africa i went to italy for two years and i came back and closed the show and julie that's when julie said you know what sue Love it. we don't have any openings because they're not always you know she would take you know they didn't keep doing auditions but i came back and closed the show and you know it was at the time where jim neighbors was there and Suzanne summers was there and all that funny stuff was going on and um ended the show so don't don't ask me to do a timeline, Miss Sherry. No, that's
0: no. I have a hard time with my own. I just have to always make sure. Make sure you remember how old your children are. If somebody asks, make sure you know that. Um, when you okay, Hans and Marie, I remember them very well because I remember it was crossbow and it was scary. Were you doing so? You were done being a dancer in the show, and you did a specialty, or was that happening at the same time? <coughs> well, no, you I couldn't was, do both at the same time, could you?
1: Couldn't do both at the same time, but they had auditions for because um, Maureen, I think it was her first pregnancy. And so um, we all auditioned. I go, who would do it? And I remember my mama going, oh, honey, what is wrong with you? You can't do this. Um, and But I said, yeah, I can. Um, and the pay was more. And it was like for you know 10 minutes a night. So you don't do the show. And the audition oh, wow. was there. And I was chosen. So um, and it was an incredible act. And, and Maureen was fabulous. And Hans was a man of very few words <laughs> um, but my my family would always come into the audience when I would do that as I'd hold the paper and I'd be shaking like this or um, as he did things or but I loved it it was it was this it made me beautiful beautiful costumes I had a big blue costume I would wear uh, the only scary part was one time and this will make your your people laugh um, our people laugh I should say Mm-hmm. Um, in the box, there's a box that you step in the box and you get in position, and it, the box spins around, and you know, you're like, ta da, ta da. So I'm in the box, and he has a crossbow that has five arrows on it. Um, and he does it from the back of his, you know, he's looking at the audience. Oh, that's
0: right. I remember this. Do you remember this? And I remember this. I yeah. what
1: to do, what to do. And he puts it up, and he, as a new, person taking his wife's place, I did not know because of course there's a position you start in and there's a position you end in. <coughs> well, what happened was he the crossbows didn't go off at once because I thought they went up up and then ta-da. So I'm in position pop, 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 and then I'm in position and I'm coming out of position. And then I hear pop and I'm <laughs> in the box and I go, oh crap. Um, And my costume, my blue costume is literally the arrow is through the costume. I am pinned to the back of the box. So as he comes out to get me out, I just remember going, I hate you. Why didn't you tell me? And I couldn't get out. He he had to take the arrow out. I could not get out of the box because I was. But if I had gone a little bit. Um. A little bit lower, it would have gone right through my arm. So, Oh, my gosh. That was my scary moment. Wow.
0: I just, when people uh, do that, I go, I've never seen you have it go wrong, but just like, but there's a chance that it could.
1: I know, I'm like. There's God. a chance I'm it could. I'm like, Jesus, God. I'm like, when you, oh, mother, excuse my friend. But you motherfucker. Why did you tell me they all go off? And we're like, ta-da. And the audience is clapping. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't tell me they all oh they always go off at once. I so, wonder if that could show on your face when you... <laughs> Oh, absolutely. From that, from that day on, it's just, I waited until I heard five because, and then we were fine for the next time out, but he would just laugh. And I was, Why are you laughing? I was so angry with him. But yeah, that Did, was the closest on the, on the specialty act. Didn't he shoot something off her head, which then would be your head? Did you have oh, to it was still? his head. It was his head. And so he had the apple and he would bite it. And so we'd have to set him up, but it was so precise and it was so exact. That act was, you know, um, one of the first acts that was on, what's the name of that show? That's incredible. And so that yeah. act has been redone, revamped. Everyone, you know, tries yeah. to do it. Some of it copy it, but um, it was, it was really, a, it was lovely to be able to do that and put that yeah. on my- on my bucket list, right? Oh my gosh! Never yeah. again will I be shot by <laughs>
0: arrows. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm because they were their cost their dressing rooms were down below, where we would load for calliope Did you stay down there because you had friends that were up above? I'm just curious what that was like. Did you kind of hang out with your friends up in the dressing rooms or did you? Because it's very different being an act. They're kind of separated from the show. Absolutely. Um, no, I
1: I got to sleep in more. <laughs> I didn't have to come to the show. Sometimes I'd go watch the show. Yeah, you know, I would cheer on. Sometimes I just wanted to be there to cheer him on, but I didn't have to get there until you know it wasn't full makeup time. You know, I had the I had the look that had the hair because I didn't have to do anything to it, and giant eyebrows, and um, I didn't have to do a lot to my face. So that was one of the things that was good about Sue Hane, is that she had these big giant eyebrows, and all I had to do is plash on those the red lips and you know You're the ready to go. And lashes, and I was ready to go
0: that that would make it really fun because i think i did the same thing every night like i had one year which is super fun like people that did swings had a very different experience of the show mm-hmm. getting to have a crossbow shot through your costume makes life different oh yeah <laughs> that oh, really was,
1: experience and That was angry yeah there was a, a lot of the acts the acts had a little bit of well we had a bit of scandal <laughs> and we won't go there what some things need to stay in the vault, Miss Sherry.
0: Right. <laughs> well, when when I was there, it was um, Jerry who was the trapeze artist, and uh-huh. he might have been gone. And yeah. it was Hans and Marie, and it was a Jovers. But I don't uh-huh. know if there was overlap because there was also there was gauchos at some point. Oh my God, I love. And that. there was the guy with the Excalibur car and the white horse. So I was there a year, so there must have been a changeover of the action. Maybe they rotated through. But did you yeah. have the orangutan? She
1: had Robert. Did you have the no? Jersey? I heard about that, but not, there was no yeah. none when no I was excuse. there. That was great scene um, the gauchos were always so special and lovely um, all the acts really you know it was there was no separation you okay. that the acts everyone I mean my mother was a big part she'd be at watching Vince Cardell and the gauchos would come out to the you know MGM and say hey Linda how are you and you know she loved that our our families our parents loved and were so proud of what we were doing and um, and that was That was the big switch over when all of a sudden you go from I can't go topless to your mom's coming and rooting you on 150%. Um, That was a huge thing. And I think the the family, I think the show, which was brilliant, the Jillian, the Adrian, Mm. you know, the acts and everybody was kind to each other. There was no competition like you had stated earlier. We were we were part of a big group and, you know, still are 20 years later. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 40. Four, <laughs> ah. 50. No, that can't be true.
0: Yeah. But I, I want to hear about South Africa, African Italy, but also what I've talked to so many people that worked in Paris and everywhere else, they just said Reno had a different, a very different feeling that it was more, more family because yeah. maybe in Paris, you're, you know, you're going always doing it. Reno, there wasn't that much. I remember when the pepper mill. So you kind of made your community. I remember going to Tahoe in the snow, it was like yeah. this. <laughs> we worked so we worked late we didn't have we didn't have friends in the daytime cuz everybody else, we were sleeping while everybody else is living right. their life or we would go to Tahoe
1: right after the show at 2 remember we were done at 2:30 <gasps> i yeah. went to uh, tmcc um, at 7 a.m. to cuz i was going to be a nurse so i went to to school at 7 a.m. after going to bed at 2 oh my gosh at seven. so there every and that's not just me everybody had something that they were doing yeah, I know Linda Norbig when she's a lawyer
0: now because she went to school during
1: <laughs> So I mean, did
0: you do your nursing school the first contract or when you came back as first contract. After...
1: That was the first contract, yes.
0: So what made you decide to be a nurse while you're doing a show?
1: Because my mom, some, like I made it, I, I can sleep in all day. And my family was yeah, and I don't think my family was, and I always had a you know, and, and you could ask anyone now, I, I have a caring for people. Um, and I really wanted to do it. My my mom was a nurse her whole life and um, and TMCC, it just made it easy. Reno was easy to do that kind of thing and, and be supportive of that. So, you know, there was two years I didn't, I didn't ever become a nurse, um, and yeah. I went to Italy, um, because I had to make that choice. Are you going to finish or you can yeah. go off and, and do your thing? So, um, and I made it, made my choice, but those two years at TMCC were the most incredible years I ever spent in the medical field period. I thought just because we, we had talked about the AIDS, um, and the virus that was out there that we really didn't know about. And we were losing our friends left and right. So, um, I was curious and I asked a lot of questions and I talk a lot and, um, literally had our professor come backstage in between shows. Cause we had about two hours in between shows, um, come in and we set bleachers up and he came to, really talk about what the virus is about how it was transmitted and the bleachers were packed i mean people stayed they listened
0: wow well, was just saying before we recorded that we we were hearing rumors of it but you know if you weren't in the dance world or the or the showbiz world you may not be paying as much attention as when it was hitting our community Fine. so hard and so fast yeah um, and you so, didn't
1: know and you you could be a, yeah
0: like how was this how, how, how am i touching someone I mean,
1: am i if i'm you know if i'm i hate saying having sex but if i'm having a boyfriend or i'm having sex with a dancer does that mean that he might be am i going to get this am i going to see it and you know back and you know that too sherry we saw we saw the ravages of what aids was doing what the virus was literally doing to some of our most glorious people, talented individuals, and nobody had an answer. So um, I like to think I was a, a component to to see if if people would listen and, and at least understand how it was transmitted, especially women, because we didn't know. Right. You know,
0: Well, and then if it makes you afraid of the people that are hurting the most, because then you want don't know if you're supposed to distance yourself, having some kind of answer, like you can still be compassionate. You don't have to leave them. Because right. you're not going to get it by caring about somebody. Right. But
1: don't you think that bluebells? Don't you think that our group was so compassionate, regardless? Because I still am on that sense. I mean, um, and I and I think that we all held on to each other um, and needed to become aware of what was what this craziness was, what was happening. So, yeah makes me sad thinking about it even.
0: Yeah. Well, I did a slideshow um, for those who we've lost, mm. which now I need to add because I mean, Adrian, there's, there's so many that since I did it a year ago, there's mm. so many more that have just died this last year. Yes. yes. But then I just, you know, I knew a few, so I asked people to send me so that I made the slideshow. And then after that, I kept getting more and more and more, and most mm-hmm. of them were AIDS because some of them are people we know that died, you know, in their fifties, sixties. Sure. And so sure. like no, they died like right after, like during during that time we were dancing so I just I was getting so many I was just crying after every photo just going I cannot believe the number of people and these are our our, like you said our family yeah it's 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 just that reality was
1: so hard to there was a lot there was a lot of promiscuity is that the right word Um, yeah you know there was I mean you know within the the men you know because we had our little you know the women love to go dance at a gay bar because no one's going to hit on you. I mean, we were like the dancers, we were like the hot ones, and so if you go to a gay bar and you have no one's going to, you know, kind of yeah. bother you, and you can just let loose and have fun and love. Um, and so I, I, I and there is a lot of, you know, that was that was back in the '80s. I'm sure it's not wasn't just in Reno; it was everywhere at that point. Yeah, that was that,
0: definitely that lifestyle. Of the yes, '80s,
1: yes. late '70s, '80s was
0: have fun, go do everything. Yeah. Wow. So when you you wrote that in your journal, you wanted to go to Italy and be a model. Mm-hmm. So when you said, I'm done with uh, doing the show, my next thing is modeling. How did you end up getting to, to
1: Italy? <laughs> so I went to, um, like I said, I went to South Africa. So I auditioned through Reno, went to South Africa, met the greatest people, Jolly Jovers, were really a Christian, became oh. a, a very devout Christian, to be quite honest. I mean, the Jovers brought a lot of us um, to Christ. And we would have Bible studies and we would- I used
0: to go to the Bible study in yes. their dressing room. I'd, pe- I'd say hi to all the horses and yes. then I would go to the
1: Bible study. Yes. The horse. I mean, and we were like, we were on fire. It was another movement. It was the movement that should have been. It was the movement that a lot of us have kept in our hearts and still have deep in our hearts. So I remember going to South Africa. The problem with South Africa is, um, I, you know, and I hate to say this and, and ring a two deaf horn, but I was kind of like a superstar. So um, I had Saul Kersner saying, you know, and I was really, you know, i Remember, I'm a Christian, so I'm not, I'm not doing anything. People always thought I was a scandalous one, you know, the one that was doing everything behind the scenes. But I never really was. They just assumed, um, and let people assume what they did. But <laughs> going, yeah, going to South Africa. Um, and being the star, I remember, big photographer had come down from his name was Monty from Italy. And so I was on the cover of this magazine, that magazine, this magazine. And he says, you're on the cover of Piacere, which is in Italy. Um, and, you know, my face was my face is just OK. My body was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what can you say? But, you know, Piacere, it was like from my my neck to my, um, you know, knees. And I go, that is the cover of the magazine. I go, where's my face? I'm not going to make it here. And so I remember um, Monte Shadow or, or the, the person who took me, I broke that contract and I probably shouldn't have, but I did. And I went to um, Italy and um, started modeling and I did quite a bit. I did Canali Cinque. They wanted a, at that point, they wanted a flash dance girl, you know, this, um, you know, with a hair, fair Fawcett-ish um, and you know, someone that could dance. And so I ended up staying there for two years um, and did okay, but I could never, my legs were always strong and big. So I could never wear, I could never be a skinny model. And I go, okay, this is, this is where it stops. Um, Mm. I was tall enough. My nose was too big and I'm not going to change this or change that because I, I think I built the confidence as a blue belt, as a dancer to say, this is who I am. And I am okay with this. So yeah, um, hired. How so did you like living
0: back. in Italy? What was it like? Um, Italy was just not living? It.
1: Was it? Oh yeah.
0: Were you in one place or were you all over Italy?
1: No, I lived in Milano, um, but mm. I traveled and you know, and I, I got to, and I did some stuff in Nice. I did some stuff in Cannes. I did. Um, I never went to Paris. I didn't go to France, so I didn't leave. You know, I went. You know, I had, yeah, I had a little boyfriends every now and then. I don't want my husband to hear this. <laughs> but, you know, they would have I'd be like Giorgio somewhere. I remember seeing Prince. You know, like really when uh, Prince was and, uh, you know, playing and I'm in a little cafe and not a cafe, but a private place um, where the models can go to. Because I still was recognized as as a an American model back then um, and seeing Prince play and just looking up at him and going, holy oh, my holy. <laughs> um, so or taking a yacht coming down through um you know, Sicily coming around the boot and going to Portofino with the cat and just, um, I was never fearful. So, you know, I, I, this day and age, I don't know if our kids would do that or we could do that, but we've lived such a great time, Sherry, that. I just said take off and move to another country because it's.
0: (laughs) Like I have dancers that say they want to do stuff. I'm like, are you willing to leave things to go do it? Because yeah. we just left our homes. We left one job that was secure. And we had no phones. We had no cell phones. No phones. You'd my mama had
1: FBI looking for me after oh like, gosh. because I couldn't get there. I couldn't connect it. And she's like, I had people coming to Italy looking for me. I'm like, oh, Jeff, are you here to so see me? He goes, oh my God, your mama. Can you call your mama? I'm like, okay. Oh my <laughs> I'm trying to, but it's not working. And you know, it's, I mean, you can write letters back then, but you didn't. It wasn't, there was, you were, you were separate. So, but we were, had no fear. I just, I and did just you just go,
0: you went to Italy by yourself.
1: Oh yeah. Just kind of set Japan up your and new I, life. Now- yeah. I went to Japan at 19 for a modeling gig. And I remember before I went to, to college and I said, mom, I'm going to Japan. And she goes, no, you're not. And I go, yeah, I am. Um, and I think that was my personality. I just, there were places to go and people to see. And I wasn't, I didn't have any fear at all. You know, and that's what made me a great bluebell is that coming back, I had no field when Jillian said, Can you be a swing? I go, Yeah, what do I need? Both sides, every every step, every position. I go, okay, I'll get that. You know, wow. I think I still do that to my husband. He goes, What do you want? I go, okay, I can do that, you know. Which is so great because you would miss out on such
0: amazing opportunities. Cause I just think the, you know, I've never made a ton of money, but I've traveled like a rich person. Yes. And you, you know, I remember living in Bermuda, like the yacht would pick us up to go take us to see the Blue Angels. Yes. And I would talk about these things and it seemed normal. And then you talk to your friends and they're like, well, you did what? I go, yeah, I had dinner on a submarine with the lieutenant. <laughs> and then uh, I went and swam with the dolphins." I remember. Saw- okay,
1: Tuesday, <laughs> I did this. And exactly. I, saw President the Ford r- came to see Richest man show. in South Africa would fly his private jet to pick me up. And me and my friend. And, you know, again, it wasn't for, you know, i never slept with anyone but i go you want to pick me up and judy and he goes yeah well i'm going to take you over to johannesburg and i go okay <laughs> so oh my gosh what was insane. that show like was that was that because of
0: bluebells because i know like they had miss bluebell hud shows different places like i know that uh michael shepherd did south africa i think yeah. bill
1: strickland or I don't oh, know, yeah. was it was that
0: the same show was that the one that
1: people were going I to love, do i broke that contract yeah Okay. Um, Because I was going to go be a famous model, so I don't ever break contracts, but I went back and forth because I went to Mauritius. Uh, So many things happened. So from South Africa, I'd go to Mauritius because I was modeling until I realized just, you know, and then coming back, we all kind of went, we did something, we started in Reno, my people. I don't know about the the Bluebells other places because I feel like everyone thinks I'm this big showgirl that has been around, but I literally probably did, I did one show, you know, in, which was Hello Hollywood, Hello. I didn't do Jubilee. I live here in Vegas now and I, and I get to meet all these lovely women and we have events and we plan parties. And in fact, we have one coming up um, shortly with with new people that I will not have known, but we'll get together. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like that hug and kiss thing. So,
0: yeah. I was down there a month ago, a little bit over a month ago, Mm -hmm. and went to um, Grant Filippo's Las Vegas Sugar Museum, and Jillian was there, and Samantha Sage. people I've never met, but I've interviewed them, and so to see them in person was wonderful, but it just, like, the world keeps getting bigger. I mean, people are, we've lost people that have died, but also the more people... You realize that this family is so huge, even though yeah. I've met, I've done 150 years, maybe I've done 170 interviews. These are all people I want to hang out in their, in their house with and have, have a cocktail or have coffee with now, because I feel like, right. Oh, we're all friends all over the world. I just want
1: to know how you're going to, and maybe I, you're interviewing me. And you now I'm like, cause I'm so interested in what you do. How are you going to put it? How do you put something so nostalgic? So, forever together um because my biggest fear is is keeping this alive and i applaud mm-hmm. you for for what you do i applaud luann and grant for what they do how do you and sorry it's your interview <laughs> but, <laughs> but i'm really curious and on how to keep it alive is it a coffee book book you know a a, a coffee table book is it beautiful women is it's um stories and are we so different from everybody else um because i i just think that's amazing and so i for one would like to because my son because we have our kids that look and go mom you know what, you were a showgirl um but the point is no the showgirl encompasses so many things it really yeah. really does
0: well, I'm going to ask you what that means because uh, there's a lot of different answers. And I had a panel, I did two different with four different people on it. Like Lindsay Raven, like when you, when some people would never say they were showgirl because it felt like people thought you were a stripper. Yes. Or if you said showgirl, that meant you weren't a dancer. And I used to always say, no, 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 I was not a showgirl. I was a dancer Yeah. because it used to be implied that showgirls didn't dance. And so when I was in, I went to Paris twice last year and I was talking to this younger generation that were at the Lido. They embraced the word, word showgirl so wonderfully. They're like, I am proud. I am a bluebell and I'm a showgirl and they dance in that show. So it's, you know, they, I think that the name it first started out, like we had almost felt like we had to apologize for it yeah. because people demean it or they don't understand it. Oh, so you were just walking around naked or you didn't dance. And so we actually all struggled with, we had to start out with what it wasn't. And so right. when it asked me, okay, we know what it wasn't. Right, right. So when you think of a showgirl, what do you think a showgirl is what?
1: Revered. A showgirl, mm. we were revered. Um, and if you look at Pete Menifee's drawings, if you look mm. at um, the costumes that we carried and created and the, the crystals and the and the backstage crew, the dressers that would stitch up, you know, beaded beautiful you know you didn't just put on a headpiece you put on a a freaking amazing costume if it was art piece yes and if you i mean j Sheng was you know that was one thing but you know then you had the jewels you had to put a necklace you put on a, a wristband and you just you were jeweled up by giant crystals and you just go holy shit you know and the men the boys and you know we call them boys we call them men there was a black you know, I, I was in South Africa when there was a black girl's line and a white girl's line and white people were walking one way, black on the other. So I was lived right in the midst of all of this. But at the end of the day, Don Arden created the, the visual of when I remember when walking up that staircase, Sherry, and then going, oh, taking a deep breath, because now I'm going to walk down and every stage hand on the side is clapping. And I just went, damn, I am. a." gorgeous, um, and just yeah. walked it down like that. It was such an awakening. So that is a showgirl. And the, and the, the men, the boys were in there, you know, they looked up and they admired too. I mean, you were admired. You were, you were, you know, people bowed to you. I mean, you, you walked and when you did a turn in that headpiece and then walked across the stage and the showgirl walk, um, you nailed it. And then the audience, I mean, that's why the audiences were full. That's why I would sometimes wave always because everyone, all my family would be like, I'd be like waving and winking, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you had that confidence. So showgirl to me was that you're in Vegas. Now sometimes on the strip and you, you see all this stuff. Oh and yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. It makes me sad. I just want my 29 year old son. So when you write your book, my 29 year old, Son will understand the 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 reverence that the, the showgirl had because those feathers were hand placed. They were, mm. you, know, from, you know, everything
0: was from Paris. Why are we already getting like
1: this?
0: <laughs> I know, but it's 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 so good because I think um, it, women's place in the society, you know, it's either less than or just just be pretty and cook. Mm. So pretty is valued, but but not the same is what to feel revered because yes I think it's like be pretty and don't yes. talk too much be pretty and cook be pretty and but yes. I'm curious because you were a model which is also looked up to for beauty yeah do you feel a difference between the two because you yes. did both so I'm curious it was it was,
1: it was it was tougher um because I felt revered when I left hello Hollywood hello and the dancing world I was I was on top of the world I could do anything and I have good pictures I was I was I was quite attractive. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> but, but the confidence has to be there. You're only attractive when you're confident. And I really believe that just doing that show, that Rena that tiny little, I shouldn't want to say tiny, hello, Hollywood, hello. The first show I ever went into that I went, wow, Adrian, I'm not doing this. I have to go topless. And he goes, come back. You can do this. Um, that moment began an entire confidence building more than taking a ballet class, more than taking a class. It was, again, the reverence where you just go, wow, I am the queen of queens. And you felt it, you loved it, and people Mm. respected it. There was a lot of respect, there was some scandal. I mean, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit, you know, we're not gonna get into some of the scandal, but bottom line is we were, um, it gave me the confidence to go and, find my niche in italy as a model going you know i'm not as good as i really thought i was Um, (laughs) because yeah i'm a little short here my nose is big my hair is wrong um but it it gave you the confidence just to walk and be and so if if i were to take anything from being a showgirl it would be it gave me the confidence to be who i am today i've had great jobs i'm still working Um, I love my people. I love my connections, my friends. I make events. I do luncheons. We're having one next week for the I market. We need to move state. down there. Yes. You <laughs> it do. sounds like
0: they're all all these people are still there in Vegas. Yeah, yeah baby. Um, I know I interviewed Pete Menifee probably five times. He's yeah. if we need 25 for Pete, because yeah. the last one I played a game like, what have you not designed? And I would name, I go, have you done commercial yes, have you done I Yes, have you done it's like, have you ever done any uh Toddler pageants. He goes no. I go okay. There's one thing he didn't do, but at the um I talked to him after the Hello Hollywood Hello reunion yes. because I had had a lot of shame about being topless. i mean very conservative Christian. Yeah, thought I was going to hell. It was just it, it was always the struggle. And then I remember going to the Jover's Bible study. I'm like, wait, there's yes. Christians. Left? Yes, we were. That's where we so, know each other. So confused by that. But I remember kind of wrestling with the shame until I came back to the reunion and started yeah. to go. This was absolutely beautiful. And so I wrote a little message to Pete. I said, hearing his story, I go, I, go I, I just remember having a lot of body shame, but feeling so beautiful in the costumes you designed. And he said, I'm surprised by how many people, how many of the women told me that they had had shame about their body. He goes, you right. guys were beautiful. He goes, I would like to take credit that it was my costumes. He said, no, it was you. Yeah. My costumes just help bring it out. I think that's one of my favorite quotes of all the things I've heard yeah. I agree. that we didn't. And I just think how many other women didn't have what we had I I to agree. know, to have it pulled out and have someone see it. And not and Most women don't believe it until there's something that says you do have that.
1: I agree. And I'll tell you a final funny story going to South Africa when I was going to be the topless star principal with Danielle. Um, and so everything was off and I'm like oh, no one's going to see me out here and you know Jovers were there in South Africa with us so I'm okay and then there's a horror scene and the horror scene had a werewolf I had Curtis Caudell I had Linda Nordvik I had all I mean it was a horror scene and dragons coming out and everyone has different costumes but they're covered costumes at this point and they give me literally a kind of like a wig a, a big um you know kind of uh what, what do you call it uh mohawk Mohawk? Um, and I have a g-string right and then of course my boots big black boots because I'm carrying the wolf wolfie Um, and the top now the top had the bra was cut out so I'm the only topless person on the entire stage and I went to Jose I go oh hell no I go come on that's very you can't do this to me now and so that was when and that was Jose Venus, and they were great costume designers as well so we kind of Um, I said I got to put a a top on at this point but I remember that being such a hilarious moment going okay now that I've taken it off they're going to want it off all the time and I'm in a (laughs) horror number so yeah (laughs) so it was whoa
0: wow so when you went back had you been dancing in between did you was did it feel like you had to get yourself back in shape or did you feel ready to step back into hello Hollywood yeah you
1: memorized you memorized all the the moves Mm -hmm. I didn't I I mean I wish I um, I would take class with Maggie Banks, like everyone did. Yeah. Um, and Barbara Land, you know, and um, so yeah, I, you know, I just had to, I just had to not drink in between shows. Yeah. Well, you got two hours. There's <laughs> so many things you can do. I eat cheesecake, but uh, <laughs> and I used to take dance class. would be on going the stage. like, lovey. I'd really <laughs> be like, "Dang, Julie." Really you know i always i I have a little bit of a belly and i would if i had to do center front for whatever reason they go Susan, um or she'd say lovey you've got your body's beautiful but you have a little bit of a belly i go i know jilly i'm trying to get rid of it (laughs) was it beer belly oh i don't even know what it was this was probably an eating belly. i mean because we were you know we weren't not always healthy i mean we wanted to be but you know you were tired I mean you worked till two I mean I would get up and go to school I'd fall asleep in in class and um and then coming back in the show everybody knew it was coming to an end because we did something with the fair girls it's just everyone knew Mm -hmm. it was coming to an end and what do you do then so um I think everyone just kind of relaxed a little bit yeah I talked to
0: people at the end because I talked to Michael early who was there from the very beginning
1: yeah Catherine came
0: in I think at a year or so into it. Yeah. But those and Liz Elliott, they were there to the end to see yeah. all the changes yeah. at the show. But you went away and came back. Did it seem really different after being away? Like, as I know, there was the Furcos and then there was Suzanne Summers. They were trying different things. Yeah. The audiences weren't as big. The cast was getting cut down. Did it feel different or did it feel still family? Still-
1: it still felt family. And you met people because I wasn't so at the beginning, I wasn't there that long, kind of like yourself when we talked about that. And then you come back and you make better you know that's when michael Shepard. i get to meet michael and Narvell and you know and you know kate had never left and you know it's like the new people that came in you just you, there was always somebody that spent there was always someone that had been there forever or been yeah. there for a long time that took you under the, their wing wing and again it was jillian and it was adrian because they were the the glue that held us all together all the time period. Right? I, I, yeah. I was so another. honored when,
0: well, I was so honored when Jillian said yes to let me interview her. And I was down in Vegas doing a road trip. And so I got yeah. to do it at her house where she was staying. And I just told her, I go, there's so many of us that love you. And I go, all the interviews, people talk about how wonderful you and how wonderful Adrian, were they felt yeah. cared for. They felt supported. Cause I mean, as dancers, I've been in shows where they, they act like, you know, you're expendable. We don't need you. We get somebody else. And I'm like, Dancers kind of get used to that. So I felt like we were treated really well, which makes people want to stay longer. You yeah. want to give
1: more when you know that, you know, someone's got your back. And she was like the, the, the mother, because anytime I, because I had a little bit of issues um, and one was with Kate and there was an issue that we had with, you know, I mean, if you're with someone or a boyfriend or whatever, and I kind of always was a part and she'd go, Sue, lovey. I walk in with my head down. She goes, honey. I go no, She'd always say lovey lovey and I go I know I know oh, what do I do what do I do and she goes lovey you got this you can get this you can get through this but I know everything because you wanted to go tell her everything but she already knew everything <laughs> <laughs> you go, okay get on stage oh, that's so your funny. Thing. <laughs> wow
0: wow so how was that closing show for you because you know to to come back into it and Know it's ending and kind of get ready for it to ending. I've heard it was a lot of people said so it was a lot of Reno support that people yeah. that the town the, the city of Reno came alongside yeah. and it was yeah. a lot of ex dancers. It yeah. like what a great way to finish. Yeah. with the most
1: spectacular. It was, spectacular. Most, it, was yeah. um, it was celebratory if that's a good word. Um, yeah. Backstage all the way through, so I think everyone probably wasn't. You know if you know we talked a little bit about scandal. i think everyone was celebrating because we could you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it um and people were crying and you know i remember i was supposed to do something that i hadn't done before it was a tall nude it was um san francisco and she goes, sue you got my, my kathy goes you gotta get your shit together i go i don't know how and she goes no you have you've got to do this number and i couldn't remember because there was so much stuff and you know you're still on stage but that last curtain call sherry um people were bawling and standing and cheering and we were waving and you know we did have a celebration afterward but um it was you know it was almost like the seinfeld show or the Friends show lights out done oh you know? yeah
0: i think i've talked to people too when you when you leave like when you left the first time you take your makeup, you take all the pictures off your mirror, mm-hmm. someone else is going to go into that spot, but it just, it makes me, cause I just saw that the Lido too in Paris, it was there mm-hmm. the week before they closed, mm-hmm. that when all the things are taken off and it's not, somebody's going to come back in, like all Good the time. makeup kits, all the things off the mirrors, like at Christmas time, I don't know, I mean, we would decorate I- our dressing room <laughs> with Christmas garland and just to think of it empty, so I did go back and I saw there's only one dressing room that's still there, mm-hmm. but just to see it empty and you could picture like all the life that was back there, the nice. mess, some, some dressing areas were nice yeah. and tidy. Some were
1: as a disaster, you know, but it was just like, it was lived in it felt. I, know. I And you know, me. I totally believe, I don't know. if You don't know me that well, but I totally believe in ghosts and and all that and bringing spirits and going back there and I bring my son back. And um, I remember Greg Hoff had sent a picture of my, it said Sue Hain. It was like one of the things that you hung your tiller hat on, um, and he had oh, yeah. to him, and he goes, "Look, what's still back here." And, you know, I just believe that. You know, for the the people we lost, um, their their spirits are there. I go back there and I tried to sneak in. I was just in Reno for work, and I tried to sneak back. and I'm like, "Don't you know who I am?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> My name is in the dressing room. They <laughs> go I'd like to go back. It's the plane back there. And they go, yeah, the plane's still here. And I go, I rode on that plane. I go, they go, you can't go in there. And I almost because I could sneak, we we knew every one of us <laughs> has to sneak backstage, you know, yeah. and, you know. And yeah. so I almost thought I would do it. And um, I didn't, but I, I but I know if because I have to go back there, actually going back there next week. So um, I think if I go back there, I will feel the you know just the the warmth because the stage is still there the plane is still there the the um it's it's cut up a little bit but it's it's a spirit that will never ever leave i mean there's Mm. got to be lots of them lots of spirits lots of people we lost sherry lots of people that um more now than ever right
0: yeah well just to think of adrian you know not like because I I got to go backstage. I won't say how. I won't give anything away.
1: A couple you years ago,
0: I can't on here. <laughs> I guess I'm in trouble. I um, went through the, the cafeteria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we know how to. We went through the fence, but it was just to <laughs> to stand in different places. Like the dressing room, I think brings up the most most body memories because that's how much time we spent. So much time backstage, you know, mm-hmm. like the in between the laughing, all the birthday parties, all the mm-hmm. everything, and then to be in the wings and feel it in my body, like because. I started to remember choreography. I mean, that was 40 years ago and just being there. Oh, I could do blue sleeves right now. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my absolutely. gosh. Absolutely. I think I'd do like eight counts of San Francisco sherbet. <laughs> and that might be it. And kick line because, I, you know, it's a 50-50 chance of kicking somewhere in that number. You're, I know I kicked. Wow. So did you? were you done dancing after that or did you continue on after the show closed? And Did you stay in Reno? No,
1: I went to Arizona and ran a gym. I went back to Reno and opened um, a business, and I worked for a modeling. I, actually, I did quite a bit. Basically, just I had a modeling acting school. I opened that in Reno. It was John Robert Powers. I got married oh. up in Seattle. Um, came back after leaving my husband there, and um, or divorcing, and then coming back to Reno where I met my current husband, Stan Stolte. and um, we did. I had a I had a dating service. It was called Reno Connections. And so that was in Reno and I loved it. And so I was all, I mean, I had the ringers. Mind you, I had the best looking women in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a really smart business venture. Yes. Wow. I did some business ventures and it um, wasn't always successful. It was 2008 and, you know, all that time. So um, I, I stopped dancing. And after this interview, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, you know, I just got to get back to the gym because I'm looking at my belly right now. Going,
0: <laughs> Julian, <laughs> do, ba- do you want to I see my I can do ballet? a
1: ballet bar. I know I can.
0: I started going back to class. It was about four months because I have a dance to do. I teach all the time. I dance, oh, okay, but I don't take class for me, and I don't like to renting, take it at my right. I'm in Seattle. Ce- oh. I'm in Seattle. Yeah, because I was yeah. in different- i lived i lived oh in yeah France. okay yeah. so i'm actually north Seattle. like my studio was moved four times because buildings yeah. keep coming down uh-huh. but yeah it was uh to go take class for me and it was jerry tasson he used to dance at hello hollywood uh, yeah. hello his wife Jer- uh kim he's been teaching and it's all people my age that we're good dancers we don't have to do double pirouettes we don't have to kick our face <laughs> right. we don't have to go to the floor because i i can't take it my own studio because they're up and down from the floor and half a count and i'm like I'm too old for this shit. I cannot get up and down that fast. Yes. But to go take class and every time I come in there, I almost want to cry because it feels like I'm doing this for me. I can't believe it's 63. I'm still dancing. Yes. I get on my relevé and holding the ballet bar. It's just somehow feels more sacred to me now that things that you just, I remember thinking you stop at 30, but then I'd look at people like some of those people that were dancing in their forties and they were exquisite. And so
1: I don't, I don't stop. I, I put on, I got my favorite songs and I'm at my house and if I have a big studio to go in, I'll stretch it out. I mean, I might, I might do a leap, do whatever, and still music, dance. It's a part of me. And if that yeah. ever leaves me, then um, I'll die. So only thing
0: to say: don't say I used to be the answer because we still just because you're not getting paid to do on stage doesn't mean you're no longer a dancer. And like that once a bluebell, always a bluebell. I think yeah. for dancer too, it's. I Think so too. It's in there forever. Yeah, Thank this you. has been wonderful. Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm really glad that we've connected because I've been reaching out to friends of friends. I'm like, I'm not (laughs) done. There's a million more bluebells out there with fun (laughs) stories. And because your picture is so many people, other pictures
1: that I've interviewed, I thought, "Eh, I, I put those, I put the vents on. I don't you know, Bluebell also is very modest. Bluebell's modest. I mean, she like she can dance. I mean, I hope my husband comes home and he'll turn off the music because I'll be like, you know, dancing around or, you know, ah, oh, you know, because you'll find another dancer that can move. And we, we always stay together. Um, I, I think, you know, I was kind of nervous about this. Kind. What am I going to talk about? But look, I just talked two hours. with you <laughs> and It's I'm,
0: different. People say, oh, I don't know, my is interesting. I'm like, if you were a dancer in those shows, your life is interesting. I mean, most people's lives are interesting. So it's like, when we start talking about it, I think a lot of us go,
1: wow, I got to do that. I got to do that. That's amazing that I got to be part of that. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And, and good luck with you if you need anything. I mean, I am. I'm the. I'm the one that puts the events together. I, I will come Vegas. down for some.
0: I've been make, I've been making it back to Vegas like once a year now because I've. Do you know Mist and Get? She's yes, friends with. Absolutely. I bought a bunch of costumes from her because I have a show tomorrow night. We're doing here at Seattle Century Ballroom. Okay. It's a night in Paris, and it's. I've got showgirl nice. numbers. We have got a can can. Nice, so nice. I go to Vegas and get costumes from her because she's got like this. I mean, her whole house is full, and she's trying yes. to like. Get. She likes getting them on stage, <laughs> so they're not just sitting in storage. So um, oh. I make a reason to go down there.
1: One story about missing Get, So I had her calendar because I buy her calendar. Oh, yeah. you. And they're f- amazing. I work for the Department of Education right now and I'm totally equipped through the government. So it's it's kind of a, you know, I go into classrooms and and, and really assess children to see how they relate to and how they how how we are doing as as um, you know, uh in Nevada, because I work in Nevada. And, and other places, but just to see how we assess the kids. But there was a calendar on the zoom call. You can't, you can see me right now, but yeah. I had the, the thing switched over. And there was a picture. It was the December of showgirl, of missing guts, which was beautiful. It was red. Yeah. And my, my boss on the zoom call says, Sue, can you, can you take down that picture? I go, take down the showgirl. And I go, Oh, do you Oof. know
0: who I am? I know.
1: <laughs> and she oh goes, my I do, but but I but she goes, maybe some other people won't understand that. I go, then they need to call me about that. I'll blur my background, which is what I did. I blurred it, but it was such a um, take it down from where I'm working now at the age of sixty-three. Oh. I go, take it down. It's missing guess. It was, you know, that December one. She yes, asked,
0: I'm yeah, her stuff you is you know amazing. exactly
1: what it is. Yeah. And I go, no, I'm not gonna take it down. Um, and I go, but I'll blur the background or I'll turn my um, computer around because that's my calendar. And, and she goes, well, some people might under- not understand. And I went, wow. Um, and that brought my heart down. You just brought my heart up. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because I would take it down. That just hurt my heart. And there was somebody, I think, I can't remember who it was, was saying that for she had on there that she was a dancer on her resume. And they said, you should take this down because it's going to confuse people. And we're like, I think that's our redemption of it. Like, no, this is who we were. And if yeah. we do that, it makes us feel like less than, like yeah. to be proud of it. And sure. that's why I learned from the younger bluebells when yeah. I was in Paris, like we are proud that we what were bluebells, say, we're I, proud that know, we're I just, showgirls. I was a
1: ballet dancer. I was a ballet dancer. We had to put ballet in front of it because it sounded more classical and professional. Right. But you know, now it's not, and I yeah, I was, a, I was a showgirl. And then now people go, really, what was that like?
0: Oh yes, say, let me tell you. Yeah, and that's why it feels important. It was its preservation. What I like with the podcast is, um, it's our voices. So if yes. we pass on, or like, there's quite a few I've interviewed. They're in their 80s. You know, their grandkids are listening to this and go, "I didn't know my grandma was a badass." That's yes. amazing. Badass. Exactly. So it's nice to know, like, the stories will live on after we pass. And like, I put Adrian's in there because he he's just a delight, and I wanted him to be represented. You know, in the book and on the podcast so that. We have-
1: I, like that. I started listening, to Sherry, because I hadn't, um, just because, you know, we, we kind of feel, we, we old showgirls think that we're um, computer illiterate. We don't know how to get <laughs> into the podcast world, but, you know, I, I had to become very literate on this. And I go, okay, listen, so I just ask Alexa, everyone, just ask, ask Alexa to give Find Sherry's Bluebells Forever podcast.
0: Alexa can tell them.
1: <laughs> yes and then it will come out oh here she listened she heard me already she's talking oh my gosh bluebells <laughs> forever this is this is episode 190 no it's there it's that easy oh it's okay and on. it's on
0: there is a website now for people to have itunes okay oh my and so when you listen to one listen to narvelle's which is a comedy. before did. I did, did you listen did.
1: yeah his whole chippendale story oh my she's gosh hilarious <laughs> i love him more than life itself and we still contact we're in contact because we danced, we did business theater together and we were hilarious. Um I'm doing
0: part two with him this week. Okay next week we're doing part two because he goes, I gotta do a flight. I got more. I'm like, I'm coming back.
1: Can you there, just tell I him to mention tell him to mention Sue Hayne. I will. I'll tell Because him I mean I, I know it too. because Kate, we love Kate and we lost Kate, but just say hey, Sue Hayne and he will have that funny, hilarious laugh that's oh, beyond. Um oh, he, so that's good. he That's a little bit of a scandal right there, Sherry. Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe I'll ask
0: him. I think think everybody's got a few. So please send me any pictures that we can share um, of you in your Bluebell days, South Africa days. I, when I put the f- podcast out, I will go on iTunes and then I also, and I also share photos of people, give them to me. So <laughs> oh, I'll I'm put a whole bunch and I'll, and I'll put a link to your interview so people so, can I mean, click it. Should I, should I be topless? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, uh, some people send me the top. I don't put it on the, because I'm afraid it'll get taken down.
1: Yes, no, um, I, like I
0: put, I put the sketches like pizza. I can put on there if they're drawn. I don't think you no, put No, I got like, it. I got it. Nipples are scandalous. Nipples is good.
1: But no, I, I do I put I it, it on really the blue belt. We all, one final thing at the end, the last day of the show, everybody took pictures backstage. We put costumes on, we had a place, everybody took pictures. And that was part of the ending of the show. Um, We had pictures with each other. We had pictures in costumes. We made sure we had tiller costumes into the, you know, the big orange one, which I will send you. Um, And so that kind of made life. um, It was the best. It was the best part of my life. You know, not I shouldn't say that, but it was, it was the most, um, it just, it just was the part of my life that made me who I am today. How's about that? Oh, that's a great
0: ending. (laughs) I'm so jealous you did pictures. I have no pictures of staircase because I only have pictures of what was backstage. That was, you know, but the ones that we had fast changes. Yeah. You, you have to have somebody snap it before it was taken away by the dressers. I'm like, I have no pictures of like five of my costumes.
1: No, I do. So I'm jealous that
0: you guys have that, but you I'm happy. So yeah, please send them on and it'll make everybody, everybody else happy to see will do the that. cast backstage and photos. So best to you until I come back down to Vegas. We'll have to go grab a coffee, please, tea, please, drink, please. something. Yeah,
1: you got, you got my info now. Just give me a hug. Yeah. All right. I you take that. care, friend. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Me too. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye.